Good evening and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And today we have a superstar of YouTube and sim racing. It is, of course, Dave Cam. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Dave. Hey, Hugh. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, as soon as I saw your channel uh, and I thought, my goodness, you're, you're a, one of these professionals at sim racing and all your rigs and all the details that you have on your videos, I thought we've got to get you on the show and see what you're all about. Um, so I'll ask you the famous first question. How did your love uh, for sim racing, how did it all begin? Oh, blimey. Um, well, I've always been into car games, I guess, even back when I was a kid with the ZX Spectrum, I think playing pole position or something like that many, many years ago. And then as I grew up, I got, I can't remember what we got in that. I remember going to the arcades and playing the big arcade races, you know, the ones with the stadium wheels. And then there was one particular one called Hard Driving. And it had, I remember it had a H-pattern shifter and a clutch and it kind of made you feel that you were in the car. And then that was kind of it, really. I, I had mm. consoles, a PS1, and then I found Grand Prix Legends, like, Many, many years ago, and I used to take my whole PC down to my friend's house in his dining room, network them together with the steering wheels, and then play that. And then, for whatever reason, I stopped playing the PC, and we had kids instead. <laughs> so we had children. So 15 years went by, and then I thought, right, I'm going to build a PC. So I built a PC, found Steam. Steam wasn't even a thing when I last had a computer. So I found Steam and saw iRacing on there, and I thought, that looks like a cheap game, eight ninety nine. Not realizing yeah. that that was eight ninety nine a month, <laughs> and, and I didn't have a steering wheel, didn't have anything. So I bought it. First race with a gamepad, and then I was hooked. The next day, I went out and bought a steering wheel, and then the week after that, I went out and bought two more monitors, and then it just went downhill rapidly from there. Really, <laughs> so that was it. So, and that was in twenty seventeen. So, I didn't even know sim racing was a thing. I know, I, I remember Grand Prix Legends and and what that was, but I didn't realize sim racing had evolved and, and become such a huge deal. You know, it was incredible when I came back and thought, God, these are real people that I'm, I'm racing against. These are people from, from all over the world. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't believe how much it had moved on in the time that I'd been away. That's yeah. how it started really. So I've always had that love of computer games, especially like driving games and things like that. Yeah, because I, I, did you play like any of the F1 games and things like that when I you were out to? I did. I think it was on the PlayStation 1, I think. Um, so whenever that was, I can't remember what year, what year that was, but I remember play, playing um, some F1 game. I can't remember which one it was now. Uh, was I can't even remember the drivers from back in the day. Um, there so then, many, yeah. pretty much every couple of years. There was another yeah, one. yeah, I can't remember the fair. drivers, yeah. Panis, Olivia Panis. So he was one of the drivers. I used to try and go as Olivia Panis because he was kind of, kind of mid-pack. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. wasn't the strongest car, but it wasn't the weakest. So, so <laughs> Olivia Panis, whenever whenever he was racing, yeah, that would be at the time when Murray Walker and Martin Brundle used to do the commentary for some of the F1 games. Yeah, uh, and if you, if you had a crash in one of those games and you and you had it was a big crash, and then you'd, you'd have the, the you'd have Murray Walker in your ear. Um, saying, "Oh, he hit the wall with a terrible thump," you know. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, I know, Murray. I know, Murray. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing. So, what is it that? Because um, I mean, people find that I was speaking to the key a few weeks ago, um, key twenty-five, and and he was saying that he started out on iRacing racing and absolutely loved it. Um, what is it about iRacing racing that makes you kind of so keen on it? Um, 
it's I'm a bit of a, a stats nerd. I like stats. I like to know, like even like Google Maps on my phone. I look. I love looking back at the timeline where I've been this year, how many cities I've been to, and I just love stats. I love I love looking back at statistics. So I think it's probably one of the big reasons because I can look back at every single race that I've done on iRacing. And so I've done over 2,000 road races now on iRacing. I can look back at each one of those, see who I was racing against, see what their iRacing was at that particular time, have a look yeah. at them now, see if they've grown, see if they've got worse, and just, just to kind of see who you raced against. So I think that's probably what I'm... I did stumble across that first before I went on anything else. So iRacing kind of got my attention first. So maybe I invested a little bit more time in that in the beginning. Yeah. And then, of course, it's, you know, the more money you invest in something, the, the more you, you know, you you tend not to try anything else. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. if you bought an expensive <laughs> golf bat, then you're probably going to use that rather than the cheap one. So uh, that's maybe, maybe why that I invested a bit more time into that than anything else. But I do love all of the others. People think that I'm just an iRacing guy and that's it but i do love a set of course uh, I, i'm on acc a bit r factor two i love i like trying them all race room it's it's yeah. not a bad thing to 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 kind of try them all really and you get people sticking to one simulator so that's it they won't try anything else but play what you enjoy is, is what yeah. i say play yeah. what you enjoy yeah because that came from the, uh, the console side so I've, I've done a lot of gt sport over the years the different versions yeah. of grand turismo and then i came across them only this year about three four months ago um, uh, I, I was encouraged to try and do PC gaming. So uh -huh. I got myself a, a PC from Costco uh, right. and that was it. And so I, and I kinda, and it all worked from there. And yeah, I got yeah. Jeff, they all say, to help me set it all up with the OBS. Um, yeah. And uh, and so there we are. And then I started streaming ACC and then doing some of those games as well um, yeah. for their kind of uh, tours and things that they have. Uh, and I have to say, it's it's fantastic. It's so good. I, mean, oh, I just great, have a very it? basic um, setup. This is a G29 and the PlayStation Challenge, but you know yeah. it's four years old, and it's 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 quite robust, and it's if it works, it works. Well. If it works, it works. You know, it doesn't matter what gear you've got. It's nice to have nice equipment, but you uh, don't have to have nice equipment to have a good time to to enjoy racing. You, it's you know, I I had a G twenty nine, loved it, absolutely yeah. love my G twenty nine. So you yeah. don't, yeah, it's, it's nice having all this nice stuff, but yeah, it's, you don't need it. You don't need it. Don't. Sorry, carry on. I was going to say, you shouldn't shouldn't put anybody off getting into sim yeah, racing yeah, yeah. because you haven't got the budget or what you think might be the budget to uh, to enjoy it because, you know, you can get into it relatively cheaply, I think. Yeah, no, that's the thing, isn't it? I've been told that load cell pedals make a big difference yeah. and that would improve the performance a bit. Because um, uh, I've just got the standard G29 pedals and things like yeah. that. But um, but you've got a, it looks like an absolutely lovely um, setup there. Can you can you tell us what kind of things you have? Uh, I have. Your setup? I, I'm very lucky. <clears throat> excuse me. Very lucky to be sat in the the rig that I'm sat in now. Um, but it's it's evolved over the five years, you know. And I've had probably three or four different rigs. Um, God knows how many screens from ranging from 24 inch triples. 27 inch triples, which I've got now 32 inch triples, 40 inch triples, ultra wides. Wow. Oh, I've, tri wow. I've tried everything to find the sweet spot that I'm happy with now. So now <laughs> I'm sat in a Heusingveld rig. I've just recently became a, a partner with Heusingveld. So they kindly <laughs> sent me out one of their Simrig GTs to use. Wow. Um, so I'm sat in the rig now. I've got the Heusingveld Ultimate Plus pedals, which they sent me yeah. as well. Fanatec DD1. Um, 
with the McLaren wheel on there now, and I've got a selection of rims behind me there that Fanatec sent me. Again, yeah. I'm, very, I'm, you know, I know I'm very fortunate to to be in the position that I'm in because uh, with partnerships with Fanatec and, and Heusingveld. Um, yeah, so it's a nice rig, triple twenty-seven inch monitors. That's the left one there. You can see triple wow. twenty-seven inch monitors. Um, yeah, it's it's a nice little place to, place to be. So I've just <laughs> built this, and I've I bought this new seat, and it's not you can't recline it. You know, I wanted something that was uh, rigid yeah. you know yeah. so i had i had an ice seat on before it was a sparkle one that i had on and that's on julie's rig now my, my partner julie's rig um, but that was a recliner but there was a little bit of movement and i wanted to try and get rid of any movement and play and stuff like that so i bought a, like a rigid seat to put on it which is nice but takes a little bit of getting used to especially when you're knocking on a bit getting in and out this thing <laughs> I, that's the thing well i remember when i got mine because i got it through it was in a lunch break uh, i was doing a shift and i managed to come home from my lunch and this had finally arrived so i ripped it open as fast as i could and i built it in 20 minutes flat really? so that was that was it and the thing is, i probably haven't yet like to this day. Christmas. So yeah it was like i don't even know if it's built properly yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's never there. collapsed on me yet. It's always it's all worked, um, and uh, and that's been the thing. So no, it's <laughs> it's great fun. I because did you go to the 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 big sim racing exhibition earlier on this I year? Did, yeah, because yeah. I yeah, thought I saw a video that you've done that. Now, yeah. I mean, what was that like? It looked incredible. Oh, it was it was amazing. I mean, I I wanted to go last year, obviously, but it was it was cancelled. I had tickets for yeah. last year, uh, so. Um, we booked flights earlier on this year to go to. We're going to fly to Dusseldorf, and I, I, yeah. I hired a car from Dusseldorf, and I thought, well, I'm going away. I'll hire a nice car, so I hired like a BMW Z4 convertible, yeah. like quite expensive. And then the week before, I was due to go. My flights got cancelled to Dusseldorf. I couldn't get another flight to Dusseldorf, or yeah, I couldn't get another flight to Dusseldorf. My flight home was all right, just getting there. So yeah. I lost lost the hire car. Couldn't get the refund on the on the hire oh, car. So I said to Julie, my partner, I says, "Look, I really want to go, and the only way we're going to get there is if we drive." So um, she says, "All right then." So I got the car in <laughs> for an emergency service. Got the oil changed, and says, "Right, come on." So north of England, obviously, yeah, we're right up in yeah. the north of England, all the way down to Folkestone, then all the way to France. You know, through wow. Belgium into Germany, yeah. so it was a bit of a trek, 650 miles from here wow. to the hotel in, in the Nurburgring. So it's a bit of a drive, 12 hours driving, yeah, but worth it. You know, worth yeah. it. The the expo was incredible. I'm a, I mean, I've always I've always been into mo motorcycles. That's been my passion, probably yeah. for the time that I wasn't gaming on a PC or doing any gaming. I always I grew up for a little, for a short time. And then, you know, just for, it was only temporary. <laughs> but I, yeah, I grew up for a little while and I had motorcycles. And whenever there was a motorcycle meet, there was always that camaraderie. There was always that kind of a brotherhood or everybody was there with the same interests, motorcycles. And it felt the same. You know, yeah, going to the yeah. expo, it was like, I'm here with all these other guys that are sim racers. They, they understand what I go through. They understand what I feel when I'm racing, I understand them. And it was like a, it was weird. It was like, yeah, it was, everybody yeah. was friends, you know, because you had that common interest. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Really yeah. good. And obviously great, the, great to meet people that you've never met before. You know, people saying, Dave, oh, Dave Carmen, you, oh, you raced against me. And I was like, oh, crikey. Yeah. I remember that race. I remember your name or just unbelievable. Right. Just the world, just really small, really. Yeah, you know, when you yeah. get, when you get events like that, when everybody can kind of, 
convene and meet up. It's, it's incredible. Aye, because there was lots of people there that I'd seen do videos. Um, as I, I was speaking to Gamer Muscle videos, a guy from is it James, uh, yeah. uh, and he'd done a video. I was trying to get him on the show, but his, his schedule, he trying yeah. to press it to, to get him down yeah. to that time is almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, uh, uh, but but he was there and quite a few others I think Super GT went there as well yeah yeah. Um, I saw Steve so, yeah Steve's, it was the first time I got to meet Steve actually at the expo I'd never met Steve before or or Jimmy I'd met Ricardo before random call sign and James was yeah. I met James but Lawrence just as well I met Lawrence for the first time oh. and it was great and uh, meeting some of the guys from Fanatec that I've never never ever met before yeah. and the, the guys from Heusenveld just really yeah. nice to speak yeah. to people that you've never you've never ever met before it was incredible yeah, yeah. It seemed like there was a really great atmosphere. Um, oh, it it's like the ultimate kind of toys experience, isn't it? When you're kind of definitely. adult, but you can oh, see yeah. I mean, every stand, you just think, oh, I've got to wait in the queue for that. Yes, that one. You know, exactly. Worth, yeah. worth you, a go. you want to have a look, uh, but it's like there's a queue, and it's like, oh, God, I'll come back later. Then you go back later, <laughs> oh, there's still a queue. It's like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I'll try tomorrow. Yeah, but it's, it's really good, really good. It looks amazing. I hope to be able to get there for the next one. Um, yeah. If they do it next year, I think that would be that would be something because it is one of these big events. I think you really have to be at um, oh, to kind of see what's what's come out. But, um, but yeah, but I got to drive that. the Nurburgring as well. So which for the for, took oh, my wow. own car on the Nurburgring as well. So that on the Sunday, I thought right, I'm going to find the Nurburgring. I just want to see the track. I just want to yeah. see. So we drove to a car park, saw it, and then waited there half an hour, took some photographs, and then we drove to the village of the of Nurburg. And then, uh -huh. lo and behold, there was the ticket office. Like, uh -huh. oh, before I knew it, I'd bought a ticket and I was driving around the, the Nordschleifer in my own car. Like, <laughs> Julie had given us a warning beforehand saying, if you do anything stupid, Dave, as soon as you get home, you can pack a bag. If we, if we don't get home, if you do something to this car, that's it. So I'd had my warning, so I knew I had to behave. So I did. I took a nice and gentle, nice steady lap, but it was just a bit of a dream come true to to race or not to race but to drive around the track that you you know that you've yeah. seen so many times in a simulator but it was like entering yeah. a multi-class race in your own car because there was obviously porsche gt3s then there was a little souped up renault clio flying past and it was like god i'm yeah. in a multi-class race but i'm in my car <laughs> it was weird <laughs> it was bizarre i've got a dacia sandero and a dacia logan so that would be oh, a laugh get them on. yeah yeah get them on get them <laughs> on no, it's, 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 it, it looks amazing, and I have to say, yeah. how did you find that when you actually went on the track, because obviously you've done all this iRacing and all this experience of sim racing, did it actually kind of get you in a better mindset? or uh, you know, was, was there a big difference between the reality and what you were expecting as you um, drove around? I knew the track. As soon as I got on it, I knew exactly where I was going. It was really, really familiar. But what wasn't familiar is the elevation changes and the... Mm height of the curbs that the curbs are literally a foot tall yeah. they are yeah. absolutely ginormous and and even when you go down the dottinger the straight on the same it's this you know it's like a little gradient that goes down but in yeah. real life it drops right down you know it's like a real big hill it's like unbelievable yeah. Yeah. so the the ups and downs un incredible you don't get that in the simulator yeah yeah because uh, that's the thing and obviously if you touch like, one of those curbs in real life oh yeah um it's uh you're going to be really struggling <laughs> curtains yeah definitely uh, <laughs> yeah, that definitely but uh oh no that's, that sounds fantastic now we've got lots of people watching in the chat uh, and they're and they've already uh, got some of their questions ready so if you're happy to start some of the questions Absolutely. Uh, Dave, 
I'll I'll get them all sorted now. There was one very early on, one of the first guys, but he left it about four o'clock this afternoon from uh, Rich Nicholson, um, and he has said, um, "How about addressing the carnage caused in multi-class races by inconsiderate or inept LNP drivers?" He says, "I would like to see a minimum eye racing safety rating, or perhaps greater penalties to the faster class." Uh, Rich, it's it's a good point actually because <laughs> there there has been an argument for some time that to get to drive the faster cars or the more difficult cars to drive in i racing you need you should need a, a higher license, but it's mm. all about money, isn't it? And and yeah. and i racing and they're going to sell the cars to whoever's going to drive them. And it's if you don't have that license, you're not going to you're not going to buy the car. So it's you know it's never going to happen whilst that that pricing structures in yeah. place i don't think but there, there does need to be some kind of penalty for for the, the driving standards in multi-class it's it's definitely it's definitely declined in the last 12 months or so that i've noticed now i, I hardly do any multi-class racing now and i racing for that reason and it is usually yeah. the faster classes unfortunately that that cause the issues yeah there's some of the slower classes aren't that predictable and they do need to kind of have a look at themselves now and again but it's the adrenaline flowing through the, the you know the guy's yeah. veins. It's in the faster class. That's in a battle that doesn't want to lose time on the guy in front ah. by getting held up. It's and I know what it's like. I, I understand it and, and I know what they're going through. But there just needs to be some kind of retrospective, not punishment, but I don't know, education yeah. or something. There, there needs to be something definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good question. And it's, I think it's a big one. I think it affects every game, whether yeah. it be like GT Sport, there's been a lot of problems there, although it kind of comes and goes a little bit as to how the, yeah. what the driving is like. And also trying to, your racing etiquette can help yeah. quite considerably I, I as think, well. I think even something like if somebody's reported for doing something, it, it, like if they're driving a, a multi-class race and they're in an LMP, LMP2 and they do something like send on, on a slower class and take them out, exclude them from the next week's round. You know, don't yeah, let them race yeah. the LMP2 the week after. So they mm. miss a week. So it might just make them think, right, I don't really want to miss a week because I really enjoy driving the LMP2 or I'm trying to get as high as I can in the championship for the season. So I yeah. don't want to miss a week. So exclude them from driving the LMP2 car for a week. Drive, yeah, drive anything be... else you want, but not yeah. the LMP2. I don't know. I, I, don't, yeah. know how, I don't know what the, the work around is for that. Yeah, that sounds like a very good and, and settled response um, <laughs> to obviously the issues that come along. Now, we've got lots of, of great uh, quotes here. Uh, Willie Pye has said, Hi, Dave, love your channel and your attitude is spot on. But, uh, so there, there you go. That's very kind. Uh, Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> and also, I was speaking to Matt Fox. He, he was on the Discord earlier and he said, When is there going to be a puppy's meet? Um, yeah we've, we've got two labrador puppies uh they're holding now 20 weeks but they're huge they're like little bulls they're ridiculous now and they're, every time you take them out they just want to pull your arms out the sockets so so <laughs> i don't really want them to meet any other dogs because it's a nightmare but yeah well it will sort something out yeah i know that's the thing and wally pie has also asked the wee bezel things you bought are brilliant for triples how do you like them uh, I like them. They're ugly. When you're not sim racing, they're awful. They get in the way. They're really they're distracting. So, it, you know, it blocks the edges of your screen. So if you're doing anything kind of productive, they're a nightmare. But sim racing, they're, they're brilliant. They just take your eyes off the bezels. And especially when I do the videos with the GoPro on, 
it just it just makes it a little bit more immersive and looks a little bit more realistic. So that's the reason that I got them really. Because to be honest, when I'm sim racing, the bezels don't bother me too much. Yeah, I can't. You don't notice them. One of them's on the A pillar on the left hand side usually, and you don't yeah, notice yeah. the one on the right. So it was yeah. just really for the viewers, really, just uh, so it looked a little bit better. It looks amazing. I mean, from someone, I've just got a 24-inch screen in front of me, which is quite small. But what is the biggest difference, obviously, having these three monitors and the whole thing? How, what, what's the first thing that you kind of notice when you when you race for something like that? It's just your sense of where you are, really. You know, mm. and, and because I've, I've raced on the other rig last week, and it was fine on a single screen. You do re you do lose that sense of, or it's a little bit unnerving when you don't know if somebody's there or not. But with a triple screen, a little glance, and you can see I them out of any of the window. You know, even out your peripheral vision, you can you can see them. Yeah. It's just that knowing where you are on on the circuit and how far you are away from the edge of the track. I just seem mm. to be able to feel it a bit more with triples, and that's that's it really. Yeah. Oh, it does. I have to say, it looks looks fantastic. Mm. Um, I'm I'm very envious. You have to come down one Come down one day and try it out. Yeah, I say this looks incredible. Uh, I'm hoping to get eventually a new a new sim rig. Uh, I looked at things like the track racer because uh, mm. it's quite a nice setup and it's quite good value as well as I can do next step kind of up or something like that. But um, there's so many to choose from. Oh, that that's the thing. It's incredible. trying to find. Yeah. Everybody's um, building them now. Everybody's yeah, building them. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Which uh, isn't a bad thing, I suppose, because. You know, competition's a good thing, isn't it? You know, for, for us, the consumers, you know, we win at the end of the day, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I thought for a joke, I should try and get one off Wish. You know, see what's <laughs> yeah, on there. See what it's <laughs> like, yeah. For one for about £79. Pounds, yeah. A bit of metal and a seat. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll oh, see it what happens. the best idea. <laughs> no, no, I'm probably going to kill your back or whatever yeah. after that one. Yeah. But, um, but we've got a good question here from Jerry, NCF1. And he says, what is your favourite British racing circuit from a car and bike point of view? Oh, blimey. Bike, definitely Cadwell Park. Um, I've ridden around there on my old TL1000, did a, a couple of track days at Cadwell Park. Um, so definitely Cadwell Park for bikes, cars. Oh, blimey. A lot of people don't like Snetterton, but I really like Snetterton um, in the GT cars. Ulton Park, though. Yeah, Ulton Park. Got to be Ulton Park. Oh, that's a, yeah, in that's any a, car, a, in any car, it's just the yeah. slower cars. The racing's close. In the faster cars, it's close but dangerous. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah. Alton Park for cars, Cadwell Park for bikes. Because uh, Cadwell Park's really narrow, isn't it? It is. And it, it, yeah, is. And it goes up hills and all. Yeah, of them. really. Yeah. yeah, there's the mountain, and yeah, it's, it's quite a, a fast circuit as well. Around the back, it's yeah. really really quick as well. So um, yeah, it's got a bit of everything, but really narrow. It's probably only. Two and a half, three car widths, you know, like normal road cars, oh. probably only three car widths wide. Yeah, but which Donington, is I, I did Donington. I did the Ron Haslam Race School many years ago at Donington, and I couldn't oh, yeah. believe how wide Donington was. You yeah, know, I never, yeah. never ever realised how wide. That was the first circuit I'd ever been to. I thought, oh, my God, look at the width. It's, like, huge. And then I did Cadwell. It's like, oh, my God, this is tiny. This is <laughs> in comparison. Because I'm sure Top Gear used to do some of their tests at Cadwell Park. I yes, remember Tim yeah. Dale. I, well, I think it was Dinette, or I think. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Yes. In the early days. Um, yeah. And that was it. And, I, and then I, tried, I think I tried it on Project Cars. I wonder if they had it on Project Cars or one of the other circuits, some of them. Um, but, uh, but I remember, I thought, oh, how many corners and dips. It looked really lethal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but I went to the, the Jim Russell School of Racing at right. Donington Park, 
that was way back in the 90s right. uh, i got a driving day there so yeah and I, I remember the guy said i wasn't using enough curb and yeah. i was in this astra gte right. so like, you got to really use the whole whole, the whole lot as you, yeah, as you come out of the corners and up into the curbs and everything else and, the curbs are really wide as well so i guess if you're not using the curb you're probably you know yeah, three no, quarters of a half a meter yeah. and three quarters yeah. of a meter wide you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot to be gained. Oh, so no, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic fun. Yeah. So what did you find? I mean, did you think that coming into to sim racing, was it just to, to get faster? At, you know, did you want to show that right, I'm going to be quite competitive at this? Or did you think this is my maybe a chance to enter, maybe to do some motorsport in the future and I'll use sim racing as, a, as, some, as practice? No, and I've never, never driven a car on track in my life ever. Um, wow. and never ever had the desire to ever you know i've never i've yeah. done uh, you know track days on my motorcycles and i did a little yeah. bit of motocross and a little bit of supermoto but never wow. competitively or anything like that you know it was just for fun um yeah. but never and i've never been a car guy you know I, yeah. i've always liked c- cars you know if i saw a nice car like i, I love my old ford escorts you know my mark ones mark two escorts uh, you know uh, that kind of era 70s car like yeah you know, Fiat Super Mirafiori's, Alpha Suds, you know, the old mm. classic, you know, no. 70s, 80s cars. Proper cars. Proper, proper cars. cars. Proper cars. It used to fall proper. to bits and rust. Exactly. They yeah. break down. And- yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just with a carburetor and a couple of wires yeah. got the battery and the starter motor. That's it. Um, yeah. So I never, I never ever wanted to drive a, or race a car or anything like that. You know, not for, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think I'd compete with those guys. They're another level. So sim yeah. racing wise, it's just that competitive. I I, I used to like I do a bit of motor, uh, supermoto motocross, and I came off my motocross bike in 2016. Badly damaged my shoulder, broke my shoulder blade, and messed my shoulder yeah. up pretty bad. So yeah. that was it. Then bikes, that was it gone. So that was when sim racing kind of came into play. But yeah. and I get the same adrenaline from sim racing as I did with that. So it's wow. kind of it's filled uh, it's filled a gap, and I think that's what I needed in life, kind of over the last. 15 years when I've had bikes, I've always had that adrenaline. So I've never been a car guy yeah. because I've always had high-powered sports bikes, you know, Ducatis yeah. and R1s and ZX10s. Wow. So I've always had that excitement with the bikes. But when yeah. that went, on sim racing, thankfully, because I would have had to start golf or something, and that's not really the same, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, you can jump the golf cart, I suppose. I suppose, yeah, can, yeah. That's I what the so. one drivers used to do, doesn't yeah. they? They used to go to Portugal and used yeah. to get into trouble because they would race on the golf the carts and, things, yeah. and that would be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. a whole lot. But, uh, but of course, if you're driving bikes, I mean, those things sound incredible. Um, yeah. And do such amazing speed, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's quite a Well, quite my a old ZX, ZX10 used to do 106 in first gear. Like first gear, 106 miles an hour ZX10, it was frightening. So quick. Yeah. So but quick. the noise, they are amazing. Yeah. The closest thing to like F1 cars on the, you know, yeah. something with the rev range, isn't it? And all these yeah. incredible, oh, it's just the incredible noise that yeah. comes from them. But, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, the yeah, this, it is a thing. I need to go, I was I was invited to go to Knock Hill actually to see the bikes. Uh, and I'll need to I'll need to go and do that because they do say it's a great day out. Oh yeah, I'd love um, to go so. there, yeah. That'd be the thing. Now, um, on, an, on a more iRacing note, we've got Keith update. Keith Wolonia has asked a question. What is your favourite iRacing car to drive? Oh, blimey. That's a tough one. It used to be the Porsche Cup car, the old Porsche. And it was my favourite because it was probably the most difficult and the most rewarding when you didn't crash. That, that's it, really. You know, if you didn't crash, that was a good race. Uh, <laughs> but I like... I like the 
Oh, I like, love the Mercedes GC3. I like the Skip Barber. I think the Formula V is an absolutely brilliant car. Yeah, I love that. If you're, if you're that. racing with people of a similar mindset, the slower yeah. the car, the better the race, and that's the fact. So yeah. if you're yeah. racing with somebody who wants to race clean, the Formula V somewhere like Alton Park, the short layout at Alton Park, you can have probably two or three, four overtakes per lap if wow. you race somebody clean back and forward, back yeah. and forward. So it's it's the Formula V. The slower cars really give the the best racing. So the Mazda MX fives, yeah, they're as well. good. Yeah, because yeah. I just passed recently. The the I was obviously a rookie, and then you get is it a D rookie or something, or you get when you get to three. Yeah. So I yeah. just managed to get that, yeah. um, and then and I've had a wee bit higher, and then a bit of a dip here and there. I've had a few yeah. bumps, and I had a very I had a hilarious race a few nights ago uh, in the Formula V. Uh, I think it was at Charlotte Speedway, and somebody right. took me off. Uh, but I was going across the, the last lap. It was, I was literally coming across the chicken flag. Um, and my wheels were horizontal. <laughs> like, like this. Yeah. And I was desperate just to keep I'm going. going to make it. Yeah. Line, you know, I'm going to make it. I don't care how, but I'm getting across the line. Yeah. <laughs> but my engineer said, your car is finished. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. So you can't go yeah. any further. Um, yeah. So that was that was the thing. But uh, So tell me, there'll be lots of people out watching tonight uh, looking for tips. Um, on how to race well and how to get far more out of eye racing. So, what would be probably your first few tips um, for getting a better, uh, better race experience out of eye racing? Um, well, I touched on it briefly earlier on when I was talking to you before the show, but um, I think try not to race everybody all of the time. You know, and I, and I've been guilty of this previously. Um, I used to race everybody for every position at every corner, tried to go for the overtake, every opportunity. And it was fun back then, or I thought it was fun, but my I rating and safety rating didn't agree. So, <laughs> so, so I would say just wind things back a little bit. Think about the longer, you know, the bigger picture. Think about what's going to happen in the race. Think about what you want to try and avoid. Think about what you want to try and get out of the race. And if that's a good finish, then you need to either be really quick and qualify yeah. out front or you need mm. to be smart and start mid-pack or start towards the back and think about the bigger picture. Identify those drivers that you think might cause you issues early doors. And if you do, if you see somebody on lap one going three wide, right, he's one to watch or she's one to yeah. watch. <laughs> let, let them go and do what they want to do to somebody else, but not me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing because I, I had that in the Mazda race. And I, I should have saw, I should have seen that because it was going three wide in front. And then yeah. I tried to avoid them and then they all spun and hit. And I got past a few and then somebody else hit me. So it was probably from that group that yeah. it all happens. It's but, all about uh, being patient, I think. Be patient. So be patient and be polite. Be the guy that that moves aside for somebody if they're quicker than you. Move, you know, be the guy that apologizes if you do something wrong. Be the guy that thanks somebody if somebody lets you by. Be remembered. For being the nice guy because they're the guys I remember. They're the guys I want to race against. Don't be the guy that you remember for being an absolute idiot that yeah, sent it yeah. across the track or didn't say thank you when you let him through or if you went out your way to let somebody through and he didn't even acknowledge yeah. the fact. It's just common courtesy. And, and I think that's how I live my life, really. You know, it's be polite, be courteous, thank people. You know, just, just be remembered for, you know, for being the nice guy. And I think if everybody tries to be nice, then the racing is going to be better. No yeah. doubt. How do you actually chat during the race? Because I, I I don't think my setup is right. I'm missing a lot of stuff on the screen that I know that some other people have, like the, the you know the lap times and 
where they are and the grid and you know where they are in the race and such yeah uh, but how do you do chat during a race then or how can you, you, you what the voice chat yeah or because yeah, sometimes just, you see messages at the top yeah i'm um, saying sorry or whatever it might be all right and yeah i'm just trying to race and trying to keep going and i yeah. don't know how so they're, they're just like set up as as kind of shortcuts on your keyboard like the, the the number keys one two three four and they'll all will they'll all say something and you can you can type what you want in there and assign uh -huh. it to a button so you can assign it to a button on your wheel so if you go into your options uh, yeah. and i think it's the first page i think or the second page and you just click on you know the sorry you know, click click to assign button and you can click one on your wheel so every time you press that on your wheel it will Say the text. At oh, the top. Right. oh, I see. So I'll say that. Oh, if you go, if you go into the options, you can go to the voice chat so you can assign a button to the voice chat. So if something happens, you can press that and then just talk, and everybody in the race right. can hear. So All that's right, really right. that's a yeah, really good feature. With that. I racing yeah. has that that nobody else does, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the thing is in, in, in I racing that some of the tracks they are quite basic, you know, like they're, they've got no runoff or, or the, what's this yeah. grass. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. My, my first race in a Formula V and I could barely keep the car around the corner because it was so difficult to know when you had grip and then when that grip was going to stop and then yeah. you end up spinning over a corner until you kind of gradually got used to it. Yeah. Uh, but one time I, I actually, I thought I was doing quite well and I went around a long left-hander and there were trees on the right-hand side um, and then this other person I overtook going around the corner thinking I had enough space and I did and then he kind of cut across me and I went over his wheels by the time I'd come to a halt I was actually in the forest oh, yeah. on the, on the, on the yeah, other side yeah. so uh, the open wheel is when the wheels catch you it just yeah, sends you doesn't over, it yeah, over yeah. You go. and I yeah. actually I laughed my head off with that one I thought yeah. oh well that's one way yeah. to get disqualified yeah, definitely uh, but, you know, you know, yeah. but, uh, but no it's, I love the fun um, that you can have with it all and especially yeah. in the slower series it's just yeah. great it's definitely. really good Definitely. Have you have you ever tried uh, VR with thigh racing? Because yeah, yeah, I've had a few a few VR headsets, and it's incredible. It really is. It just adds something else. If I didn't do this whole YouTube content creation thing, then I would probably there's a good chance that I'd race in VR all the time. I'd probably wouldn't have the triples because there's yeah. nothing beats it for for immersion. That there, there isn't. Yeah. And and when I mentioned earlier on about the Nordschleife with the the elevation changes, you get that more in vr than you do it with you know a triple setup ah. or a single screen just with it yeah. all being 3d you know it's like all the sparks off the and the dust from the cars in front you know they're, they're coming at you you know you it's, wow. it's ridiculous and there's times when i've been in the sim in vr and i've i've looked down and obviously in in iris and you, the the arms are attached to the wheel so in vr yeah. you forget that they're not your arms you know, and the, like, and I've been sat down looking inside the car, and my the 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 arm in the simulator has been blocking the center console, and I've lifted my own arm thinking that that arm would move, but like it doesn't move, and you think, what's going on here? <laughs> and they think it's not my arm. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so it does. So, you you get lost in it completely. Yeah. Would you recommend as uh, someone who's uh, someone who's just started out on iRacing? That VR could be the way to go because obviously Definitely. you can stream in VR, isn't it? It's it a lot cheaper than well, you can get you can buy a second-hand Oculus Rift S now for less than two hundred pounds, yeah. and you'd pay more than that for a, a you know reasonable thirty-two-inch monitor. Yeah. So, and then that's it. If you've got a computer, you know, powerful enough to run VR, then I would say, you know, and there's always a, a market. For, to resell it as well, you know, people always yeah. want VR headsets, especially the second-hand ones that haven't been used. If they've been looked after and not been yeah. too sweaty, which isn't likely in sim racing, but 
if, if you were uh, if you the like the earwax yeah, I'll just give it a, I'll just rinse it out a little bit there you, you know. go mate yeah don't smell it you know. <laughs> whatever you do don't sniff it you know. <laughs> uh, yeah definitely some wipes on the on yeah, standby, I think. For that one. But, uh, yeah, you know. but I would I would say VR is incredible. Somebody, if somebody hasn't ever tried virtual reality before, and they jump yeah. in a, you know, a rig with VR, they'll be blown away. They'll be blown away. Yeah, I did have a go on a VR rig quite recently, and it was Project Cars Two, and it was at Not Kill in a mm. Formula Ford, and actually it was really good fun. Um, and it was totally different because uh, it, the, the monitor was reasonable. I mean, I've, I don't know how well it would work on mine because mine is quite small. But I, I'm thinking I would love to do it because it, yeah. it, when you put the goggles on, and oh, yeah. it, it, it's just like you're there. You're actually yes. there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's quite amazing. And for that it kind is. of to get for the adrenaline rush and actually yes. i thought this would be fantastic to stream along um, the likes of a set of course when you've got the vr headset on if you sat in your rig and you recenter the view you, if you get out of your rig you can actually stand outside the car so you can be like standing on the grid on a set of course and looking at your car and looking at the other cars it's it's incredible no it's like uh, you're actually on the grid at the track it's it's mind-blowing yeah, yeah. Insane. I, but it's, I, I think that is what i need to definitely look at to see if I can do it. Now, I'm quickly looking for a question that Matt has asked. Now, let's see where are we? Uh, it is down here. All right. Um, well, it says, did any of Dave's hair grow back after the alpaca licking his head? <laughs> no, but the alpaca's tongue fell off shortly right. after. <laughs> it won't do that again. No, I was going to say, that's the thing. Yeah, the alpacas went to the Fellside Alpacas, which is in the middle of nowhere in uh, near Alston, I think it is, up on the, up on the hills. Um, we took the family, just walking some alpacas, and it was absolutely incredible. But there was one in particular that was really friendly that liked to kiss, you know, so this alpaca <laughs> would come up. And they expect them to spit, but it didn't. Yeah. It just give us a nice little kiss, like a oh, little lick on the side <laughs> of the face. <laughs> uh, that was my highlight. You're a brave man. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one because if yeah. you don't want it spinning on you, but exactly, you exactly. Apparently, they don't spit at you. They spit at each other. I think yeah. uh, they, they were saying they spit at each other, and humans just get caught in the crossfire. We don't realise it's going to happen, so we just <laughs> like sit in ducks in the middle. <laughs> that's quite something. Oh, that's the thing. So, what do you think? What's been the craziest experience that you've had on iRacing? What's been the funniest and kind of craziest Ooh, time you've had? Blimey. Um, I've, I've done some incredible things. I've been fortunate to... I, I won the Indy 500. That was probably one wow. of the highlights. And it wasn't the top split. It was... I don't know what split it was, but I love oval racing. I really do, but I don't know what I'm doing. I literally don't have a clue <laughs> what I'm doing or what strategies to implement. Or But I was streaming on Twitch, the Indy 500, and I, I, I think the title of the stream was How Many Laps Will I Last or something like that. <laughs> but, thank, but thankfully, I had a few people in the chat who knew about IndyCar and, and about weight jackers and this, that, and the other, and adjusting the pitch of the car when your tyres start to wear so you, you don't get the understeer and all this kind of stuff. So I was driving around racing and ended up making a mistake, and I dropped right to the back and then slowly got my way forward. And with about five laps to go, I ended up with a bat, uh, like a battle for the win and got lucky with wow. some lap traffic. But I couldn't have done that without the help from the chat. So, you know, it was like a real, like proper team effort. You know, I was, I was driving yeah. the car, but without the advice from those guys, I would have, I would have ended up, I would have crashed because I wouldn't have known what I was doing. I, you know, the car wouldn't have been set up properly. So yeah, that's one of the, the, the highlights of my, you know, time on iRacing, obviously being part of the, the Porsche all-stars 
series that was on last year that iRacing ran with Porsche and invited like some people off YouTube and stuff. They call it All Stars. I hate that. I hate that <laughs> phrase, the All Stars, you know, just sim races. But because we've got a little bit of a following, you get invited yeah, to things yeah. like that. But that's really nice to to race against other new people on YouTube and Twitch streamers that you wouldn't necessarily race with. You know, there's there's people that, yeah. you know, Maxime, that her kind of main focus, Maxime, MXM, her, her main focus is like F1 games. Well, I would never race against Maxime in F1 because that's not kind of what I do. So it's nice to race against other sim racers, other people from YouTube that have got dis- different kind of disciplines or different areas of interest. So that was yeah. really good, really nice. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing what the mm. things that you've had there. Now, we've yeah. got a good question from Matt again. He says, uh, who would be a harder eye racing pupil, Hugh or Julie? Oh, blimey. <laughs> I can't say Julie because she might be watching. I'll have to say <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Hugh that's alright <laughs> sorry Hugh I'm gonna you know Julie Julie is an absolute breeze to teach that, you know easy easy I just have to tell her once and she knows exactly what I mean uh, yeah. you, you <laughs> know what I mean though. yeah <laughs> yeah that's it we won't see the door slam yeah. open in the no <laughs> I hope not I hope I'm gonna put my arm out just in case you know <laughs> And well, that's the thing. Now, Jerry has asked, who is the toughest sim racer you've ever come across? Oh, blimey. Uh, toughest, I, I presume you mean toughest kind of opponent or scrappiest. Um, oh, dear me. Dan Suzuki. I've raced Dan Suzuki a few times, and Dan and I get on really well, um, and we've raced against each other lots of times. And Dan's probably one of the people that I'll trust most, although yeah, he does yeah. like his Hollywood moves and overtakes and <laughs> you know dan hollywood suzuki i'll call him from now on he does like his showboat moves but he's a really good racer really clean he'll, he'll always give you room and you always think that the move's done on dan and it isn't you know he'll always fight back so dan's probably one of the the the, the most enjoyable people to race against and one of the scrappiest i think yeah, uh, that's, I think I've I've seen his channel, and uh, yeah, he looks like he's a pretty serious racer there. Yeah, he's very um, quick. So, he's very quick, yeah. Dan. Yeah, he's uh-huh. he's a really quick guy. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Now, hey, one of the, the comments we got from uh, Surality has said he hoped those llamas were tested for COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the COVID I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, oh, that's quite quite the thing. Um, now, uh, now uh, Rumar has said, as you have a TL1000, um, do you like wheelies and danger? Oh, oh, well, the TL1000 I had, it was the, the first version. So it was the 1997, you know, full power. It's like a big 1000cc V-twin. So it was like the original, they nicknamed it the Widowmaker because they the 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 rake of the the front fork was so steep you know it used to yeah. be prone to tank slappage you know the handlebars so and it did like yeah. to to wheelie you know you just had to you know give it a little bit and yeah so i have done the odd wheelie on a, a tl thousand yeah 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 i, I always remember my i have a, a great so my brother went to venezuela many many years ago um for a for a conference and he didn't have a, he didn't even have a driving license, let alone a motorbike license. And he, he had a bit of time free. And they said, "Oh, you should go and explore the island. So you should go and hire a scooter." 
Um, and so he said, well, I've never driven one. And he said, oh, don't worry, over here they don't really check. They'll ask <laughs> you if you've, if you've driven one, but that'll be about it. So he went into the first scooter shop, the scooter hire, and, and he said, yeah, I know how to drive it, which, of course, he didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, he, they started it up and whatever, and he did it. And uh, and the first time he, he he did a huge wheelie and came oh. straight off the back oh. and then and then and then that was it um, and then the second time he managed to kind of almost almost stay upright and he came off but it took him three different scooter hire shops uh, before he was able to actually get one that he could drive you know <laughs> he, did, he did his basic it. training on the first two what not yeah. to do yeah <laughs> you know, <laughs> figure so out figure out there by the third one. Yeah, and that was it. That's uh, in our family. We're terrible at bike. We're, we're, we're on two wheels. We're really bad. Four wheels, we just about get away with. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Two wheels, and you know, my 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 uh, mum and dad went to Cyprus many years ago, and they hired a, a scooter, uh, and they came up to this hill, and the scooter was not powerful enough to get up the hill. Um, and so my father, who was it was this time he was in his mid seventies, um, and, uh, and and said to my mother, "I'm afraid you're going to have to get off, dear, so I can get up, the, so I can get up the hill, run up the uh, hill." You can imagine she was not too chuffed. No, uh, I, know, bet. <laughs> I bet she <laughs> wasn't. No. So, so that was the thing. But I would have done the same. I would have rode up the hill as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially in Cyprus with the heat. Yeah, that was it. Yes, and it mm. wasn't April, May time. Yeah. Um, so that was the story I got back when I picked him up from Newcastle Blimey. Airport. Um, my mother did not forget that one in a hurry. No, I bet. But, uh, so that was it. I bet. Because she basically said, I can drive a scooter too. Why should I have to walk up the hill? You know? <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. But, because but I'm gone. You know, exactly. You know, Sorry, I can't hear from up here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think that's what my father did. As soon as he yeah. got off, he was off. And that was yeah. it. That was the main <laughs> that, um, so where do you see like iRacing and things like that going now in the future? Because obviously you've got a good bit of experience there and, and uh, you race an awful lot. Or where would you like it to go? Um, oh, crikey. It's a difficult one because it's got to be fun, hasn't it? So yeah. I like... I like the idea of jumping into a race where you don't know what the weather conditions are going to be, you know, before you go yeah. in. You you know, and there's you've got to think about your tyres and... But that's not every, for everybody. That's kind of my ideal. My ideal scenario is you start off dry. You've no idea. Then all of a sudden, oh, my word, there's some droplets of rain. Is the track wet or is that just on my windscreen? Oh, no, it is a little bit. I better get in for tyres. And just a, where you've got to think about the race and, 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 and have a little bit of strategy or a, a thought process of what could happen. Yeah. That's, and I think that will happen, to be honest. But... but as far as where I think it's going to go, it's going to get obviously more competitive. There's going to be bigger prize pools for the professional esports guys, and rightly so because they 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 treat it like a, a race team. You know, I was at the expo and I was watching, you know, the the races that they had on there. There was Williams Esports, there was um, yeah. the Virtual Racing School. There's all these big teams, and it looked like you know when you see the pit wall on the Formula One where they've got all the all the monitors and with uh -huh. all the data that telemetry it was like that so you had your guy in the sim rig and then you had a full team of probably five or six guys all with the telemetry kind of looking at what's going on in the race it was it was mind-blowing so there's got to be bigger bigger prize pools because it's costing those guys a fortune i would guess to run these uh, you know these events and stuff like that um yeah. I'd, I'd like this to see there'd be more a bit more competition with other simulators and and kind of everybody kind of get on par with with each other somehow because some do th some things really well like iris and does the stats and the matchmaking r factor two with the, the handling and the physics and tire model i'd like somehow i'd like there to be the perfect simulator where we can co combine all of 
all of the good things from them all and and have one ideal, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a here's a question that is kind of somewhat related to that from Matt. Again, okay, if Dave ran iRacing for one day, what single change would you make? Um, slow down penalties. That's what I would make. I would. There's a, a system on race room where if you get a slow down, so if you cut a corner, you, say for example, you get a two second slow down. If you release the brake, it'll start that slow down to come down, and then if you accelerate, it'll stop it. So yeah. you can see exactly how much time. So then, oh, I've now got one and a half seconds that I need to lose. So the next mm. corner, you can maybe lose two or three tenths and you can regulate that and you can manage that. On iRacing, you get a slowdown and if you don't get it off and if you go around a corner, it goes up. So you can get a three-second slowdown and you get, I think, like 30 seconds to clear it. But that three-second slowdown can last for like eight seconds if you don't clear it straight away. Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. an easy, it's not realistic at all. You know, in a real race, you would just get a time penalty if you kept on doing that kind of thing. Aye, um, aye. So your three-second time penalty wouldn't increase, you know, because you went around aye, a couple of corners. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I would, I would, I would definitely sort out the slowdowns. Definitely. Yeah, because that's really hard. It's really annoying as well. When that it happens. is, and everybody complains about it. Everybody gets really frustrated about, it. and it ruins. It ruins a good race, you know. It, it definitely it ruins. There's so many races where I've been in, and I've been in a really good battle with somebody, and then you get a slow down, you lose the draft, and that's it. Um, whereas, yeah. if you could regulate the time that you you were to give back or manage it a little bit better, then I think that people would have more chance of of kind of racing for longer. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Now, here's a good question from Mark Goldman. He says, hi, Dave, do you prefer GT3 over other classes? And he now says, P.S., I'm B-licensed now, so he's coming after you. <laughs> yeah, you're there now. Uh, GT3, um, I think it's 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 one of the more populated series, so there's always somebody, there's always, like, numerous splits. So um, I do like racing GT3s. I don't mind a bit of, you know, banging doors with people. And I think you can do that with GT3s, open wheelers. I do like them, but I'm, my reactions just aren't quick enough for like, you know, the, those high downforce cars. And I can't, I like cars that move a little bit and slide and, you know, where you've got to kind of control them on the throttle. They're the type of cars that I like. So probably GT3 fits in that category because they do move around a little bit. The slide, you can catch it, you can keep on going. So yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I have to admit, I do like I because I'm only very early on on iRacing. Uh, there's only so many cars I've been able to to use. I just bought the Ferrari GT3 car mm. for the, the, the for the championship. You can do with that. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping to try and, and do more of them. But I do like Formula V. But I'd love to do the saloon cars and maybe like more kind of touring car. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I think yeah. They're really difficult to drive though with the 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 high powered oh. front wheel drive cars. The really really difficult just want to understeer and you know yeah. and it's all about kind of turning in and getting the back sliding going in and then you know counter seeding and accelerating to stop it sliding it's weird we, you know really difficult to drive those fast those guys yeah. that do i've taken my hat off to them really good yeah yeah now that's the thing now we've got a great comment from rob w488 it says driving a dacia duster equals more money to spend in your sim racing. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. That's a good bit of prudent yes. talk there. All about prudent compromise, isn't advice. it? Yes. yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're so good, I bought two. And that, <laughs> that was the thing. But the petrol price is going up. I thought that's the best way. Yes, but, definitely. Um, 
Now that's the thing. Now, what would you like to say about your community? Because we've got many of them watching here. And just to quickly say to the community, if you're not already subscribed to Dave's channel, the link is in the description there. So there's no excuse for you not subscribing to his channel and getting <laughs> excellent content there um, from Dave as he does always iRacing and more. And of course, if you'd like to subscribe to our channel too, that would be fantastic. We've got a great catalogue of superstars of the sim racing world, but large and small, we've got them on our channel. Um, but what would you like to say about your your four fifty thousand subs now? Uh, that's a fantastic achievement. It is. It's incredible. You know, uh, you know I, I I don't say thank you to them as often as I should do, really. On and, and they probably don't know how much. <clears throat> excuse me. They probably don't know how much I appreciate them, to be honest, because. You know, at the moment, I'm not working, you know, for, for 15 years, I was a police officer um, and I had to hide that from, not hide it, but I didn't talk about it to my community. And many, yeah. many times people used to say, what do you do for your job, Dave? What do you do for your job, Dave? I used to kind of skirt around it and say, I'm a civil servant, you know, I'm a civil servant. Yeah. Um, but now, I, you know, I've had a, a change uh, and I, I stopped doing that in uh, July this year, resigned, 20 years of shift work. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's a long time and weekend work and shift work. So I'm going to have a little bit of time off and then see what we're going to do in the new year. So I want to mm. apologize and say thank you to those guys for sticking with us. Um, you know, I, I don't like misleading people or not being open and honest, which is which is what I am really. I want to try. And, it's the only way you can be really, because if you're not open, honest and transparent, you get found out. And if you try and keep yeah. up this act, then people either find you out or you've got to keep that act up forever and you drive yourself yeah. insane. So you've got to be yourself. So, um, so yeah, I want to say thank you to those guys, you know, and they've all been absolutely tremendous. You know, my community, I never have to dish out any bans or timeouts in chats or everybody gets on. It's a mature, you know, really everybody respects each other for the majority. Um, <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> you know, I, re I really do. I, I, re I appreciate them more than than they know. That's for certain. Yeah. And do you ever get to race some of them as well? Do you do like open lobby nights or things like that? Or will you all go and join the same, the same type of race and you can go and race each other? I do. Usually in week 13, I try and host some races. But the, the trouble is I, tr I try and host them where you can have the, the biggest grid you can. And on iRacing, yeah. I think it's 62 on some tracks. So yeah, it's like a first come, first served type thing and i always feel bad that people can't get in so I, I normally host three races and i give the password out for the next race when the first one's starting so the people racing ah. can't type the password ah. in and, and log in to try and yeah. get people through but yeah it's really nice to race against people that i've never raced with before and on one of those i always have, try and have a a win at all costs race where i turn the damage off and You've just got to win at all costs. You turn somebody, crash into somebody, take them out, whatever you need to do. If, if the lead is coming by, put up a roadblock, yeah. stop them getting through, <laughs> you know, and that's always really good fun. It's hilarious. Yeah. You know, you get people driving backwards. It's just, it's a week 13, hosted, bit of fun. Get out of your system. Let's just yeah. go crazy. At one of the smaller tracks like Sakuba or, you know, one yeah. of those tracks, Lime Rock Park, it's great fun. Yeah, well, that does sound good. I'm hoping to eventually get a a, a server on on ACC, um, yeah. and I'm hoping to maybe do like GT4 at yeah. Brandsatch because I love I love those oh, kind of slightly slower cars. Yes, um, but Brandsatch is great. And uh, yeah. I was re driving the uh, the Aston Martin. Uh, was it the V8 the GT4 car um, a few weeks ago on on, on Thea's stream, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, GT4s so are great on on ACC, and people don't really. Yeah. 
drive them that often. They're not as popular as they should be, but the GT4 cars on, on ACC are really good. Yeah, really well, good. We've got at the moment uh, a console race on PS4 at GT Sport. We're doing the HHTCR race. Um, but I know you're not really a console man so much now. I was going to say you could join us for a, 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 a celebrity I, entry. I would have, but to. I don't even have a console now. You know, I've thought about getting a, a PlayStation to, to get into GT Sport, but I, I just yeah. haven't got around to, to get ah, one. That's, that's all right. But well, certainly my, my next plan is to do it on ACC. Yeah. So if we do a kind of race night, we'll, we'll invite you along. And if Count you, me in. If yeah. you feel you like to do it, Count it would be, it'd be fantastic to have you along yeah, yeah. and to, to have a go. Because I think these kind of closed circuits on ACC and things like that are always quite fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of the thing. That, um, in fact, that was the next question. Somebody just asked to say, yeah, do you play Gran Turismo Sport? <laughs> um, not at the moment, seems to be. <laughs> no, I, used to, I played the original Gran Turismo on the PlayStation back in the day. Um but and 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 Ridge Racer, I think I played as well back in the day. Ridge Racer was it Ridge Racer? I think. Anyway, but oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I have played um, Gran Turismo, but not <laughs> none of the recent ones, and they look incredible now. When you when you look at them now, the graphics look in, insane. It looks superb. Aye, aye. And in terms of uh, things like YouTube, who is your kind of uh, some of your favourite uh, YouTubers and and kind of sim racers that you that you follow? Um, Matt Malone was one of the first people that I used to watch because. Um, as you do when you first when it, when you start a new hobby, you always look on YouTube. Or when I was into motorcycles, it was always you know if you looked at my history on YouTube, it would all be motocross and supermoto. Now it's it's just sim racing. So Matt Malone, I watched a lot of of Matt. Um, I don't get to watch many people now much because I'm you know I'm no, busy doing it. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah. I don't get to watch as much YouTube as as I do. But I catch up with the likes of Rory Rory Alexander. I'll watch some of his yeah. races. Sim gamer nerd on Twitch. I watch him quite a bit. Anybody really? There's loads of people that I subscribe to. Yeah, yeah so I just yeah. you know I just watch whoever pops up with a new video. Yeah. And what was the thing that made you decide to actually stream? Because there's one thing taking part in sim racing, but to actually decide to stream it out there. What was what was was it building a community or was it just because you really enjoyed it? Well, I never. I mean, I had a YouTube channel that I put some like old motorcycle videos on and. There was no subscribers or anything. It was just like videos. And I don't even think they were public. I don't think. Yeah. But then me and my son, who's 15 now, um, he wanted to start YouTube. His friends were doing it at school. Yeah. And I says, yeah. all right, son, we'll we'll start one together. A bit of a father-son type thing. Yeah. You start yeah. one, I'll start one. You can do your... I can't even remember what he's playing now. Was it Rainbow Six or something like that? And I street, or recorded a few iRacing races. And then before I know it, I started getting a few subscribers. And, and James's channel, it didn't get any. So I, was like, I was like, sorry, son. I felt really bad. Um, but then, again, I mentioned to you earlier on, you know, I remember hitting 100 subscribers. Like, wow, there's 100 people watch this dross. You know, what, like, what are they doing? Um, and then it snowballed from there, really. And, you know, so I never, ever got into it thinking, I want to create content and still don't really i just do what I, I just race and and people kind of seem to like you know the races that i put out so i don't i don't do it to to get subscribers and, and never have no. done you know mm. so it's just kind of it's just happened and then obviously yeah. with covid it, it went a bit crazy i thought i was looking the other day at um i think i had twenty thousand subscribers hit twenty thousand subscribers in april 2020 and wow. in March of 2021, I hit 43. So in wow. 11 months, 
I'd gained 23,000 subscribers in COVID. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. insane. You know, I did, it was a bit of a whirlwind back then because I was working at the time as well. And there yeah. was that pressure, although I shouldn't have really felt the pressure. I wasn't too fussed really. But when you've got all these people subscribed, you think, God, you know, it gets you a little bit to too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it did with working as well. So yeah. it was like having two full-time jobs really. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do a fantastic job, and I have to say, I, I do wish you all the best for the Thank continual you. success of your channel. And it's so good, and I enjoyed watching your this like I racing video alone, telling me to to start at the back, let everybody go and do their thing, and then yes. try and, and go. Well, unfortunately, I ignored all that good advice. <laughs> yeah, thought, of course. I qualified. Do, yeah, <laughs> I qualified <laughs> fifth in the race. I thought, well, that's quite good. I'm near the yeah. front. Yeah. And I still got taken out. So that yeah. was, the, that was yeah. the end of it. It's difficult um, but, at the beginning. It really is. It's difficult. Yeah. But it's kind of addictive. I have to it say is. I'm really it into that. It's like with the I rating, I've said to people before, it's like it's like gambling. You know, as if I rating's a currency. You know, you have a bad race, you lose like a 50 I rating. You think, oh, I'll just do one more. I'll yeah, do one more. I'll get, I'll get that 50 back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you, then you're down a hundred. Like, oh no, I, I need to do one more. It's like gambling. You can just imagine how gamblers are. You know, if they put fifty quid on a, a horse and they lose it, I'll just put another fifty on. I'll get that back. It's just, it's just the same kind of mentality. It's bizarre. Oh, that's it's, the thing. It's crazy. It's, it's funny. And you got to kind of come back with a different approach, isn't it? You do. And learn yeah. And see how it how it yeah. all works. And and, and that goes, generally but... doesn't work either. You know, it's it's a, it's a lottery, isn't it? Whether you get a you know a, a clean race. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. That's what you really kind of hope for. I've seen my best races have been in the Mazda. Um, they've I've had the best kind of run with them. They seem to be. I think yeah. they're just quite manoeuvrable, um, yeah. and you seem to be able to get out of trouble a bit yeah. easier. I think Formula V is oh, so tricky because if you it, break it the is. wrong point, you it just is. turn around and that's you. Definitely. Um, but, uh, but I do enjoy that one, and I've done a little bit of Skip Barber. Mm. Uh, not an awful lot of success there. A wee bit more in GT3, mm. uh, which was, it was funny because I uh, Dave Perell. Um, was uh, uh, streaming the other night uh, at, at GT3 at Newburgh and I said, oh, I'm, I'm obviously not in his lobby, um, but uh, I was trying it for the first time and he was like doing one, probably 37s or some crazy time and I was I, my, I only had like two laps before the, 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 the lobby started um, and I did like a 143, barely <laughs> right. I could get around the track, yeah. but then I got down to 141 and I thought, well that's a wee bit better yeah. um, and, uh, so I was getting there, but it, it was such a good race yeah. and it was great fun you know, so that's that's the thing it's, truly it's, it's difficult, you, it's, it's easy to, it's too easy to compare yourself against the likes of David Perel who it was yeah. obviously a super quick sim racer, but he's a real-life Ferrari race driver. So you see these yeah. guys and think, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. Well, we can't because they're real racing drivers for a reason. They've got something that I don't have. You know, the, the, you know they're just the next level. You know, I've raced against Lando Norris ridiculously oh. quick, like yeah. ridiculously yeah. quick. And I don't, see, I don't think I'm too bad. You know, I get round all right, but he's yeah. like so quick. You know, yeah, these yeah. pro esports drivers, they, they overtake yeah. you and leave you like like you're not even there. It's crazy the, the amount of skill <laughs> that they have that yeah. I just don't have. You know, you've either got it or you haven't, you know, and they're yeah. just blessed with that skill. It's it's incredible, actually. They're, mm. they're very fit as well, aren't they? So the reaction yes, is going to be definitely. absolutely there. But, um, now we've got uh, somebody called Not WDP saying ah, hello. hello. And also, Ped gives up. Is, has been making comments as well. And he made a very good comment saying, once I stopped caring about I-rating, I started gaining I-rating. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've said this to, to quite a few people. 
don't worry. It's just a number. As long as you you're placed in a race with people of a similar skill level, that's that's all we want. And I was talking to two guys from iRacing, Kevin Bobbitt and Greg West at the Sim Racing Expo. I was talking to those guys, and and they asked me the question, right, Dave? How would you feel if you couldn't see your iRacing? So there's obviously discussions yeah. happening at iRacing, thinking, is that a way we want to go down? You know, do we do we want to? Kind of dis- or get rid of the eye race. No, it's still there, but we can't see it. So, yeah. if we couldn't see it, we wouldn't worry about it. We just race. Whoever you race against, you race. So, I, uh, if you couldn't see, it, I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. So, it made me because they asked me the question, and they both kind of looked at me for an answer, as if you know, as if I, I you know, I was going to give them something. So, it's definitely something that they've been discussing. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. If you don't know your figures, uh, you would just race at the end of it and hope that yeah. if you did well enough, you would start to proceed in events yeah. to get the higher licenses and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's it's quite a thing. It's funny how people get into it so much that oh, it, it yeah. becomes this this kind of uh, kind of heartfelt experience yeah. um, and it can it can make your day or you can break it. I know oh, definitely. The, the race I did on ACC on, Thursday, on Sunday, the last of the Wavy World Tour, and we came second last. I was totally uh, down in the dumps after yeah. that one. I was just like, because we all had spins and issues and, uh, and 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 problems with the car and stuff. Um, but I just, I was so hoping for a lot more, even just to get mid back. Yeah. That would have been would have been something. Um, but uh, it was, it was, it does, it can affect you. So you're just the emotions say, right, are real. The emotions yeah. are oh, real yeah. in sim racing. They are, and I've spoke to a couple of drivers real racing drivers and and they've said it's the same you know the highs are highs and the lows are low you know it's it's the same kind of emotions you go through when the racing the same adrenaline it's incredible especially now it's it's so realistic now and you know the the way the trucks are and the cars and the detail it's just i'm yeah. saying it's so realistic i've never driven a real race car but for me as a as a normal bloke that drives a normal road car these things seem like race cars to me you know so it makes me feel for that moment, you get lost in that moment and you, you're a race driver for that 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, it, it's And that's the thing, isn't it? It's the fun. Mm. I, I think for me, that's what, because, you know, when I was a young youngster, I thought, oh, I'd love to be a racing driver. Mm. But I knew very quickly I didn't have the work ethic or the <laughs> fitness or the, or the attention to detail to be able to, to carry that out. Um, but but, but what sim racing has done now is given me a chance to enjoy yeah. racing cars I could never yes. race before. And but I still like the idea of doing track days, and I thought, well, what I've been able to learn from here, I can go and do on a track day. Yeah. Uh, and I and because I got this, and I, I won a few um, fleet driving day competitions when I was doing the fleet stuff, um, and uh, so it meant I got a trip to like Mercedes World, mm, uh, right. and this was last year, this was just before right. COVID, and I got to a run in the Mercedes C43 AMG wow. Saloon at Brooklands. Mm-hmm. It's a great village. You want yeah. to go? It's a fantastic day. I thoroughly recommend it. Um, and you got to go around the little track, and then they tried to make me drift the thing, which was hopeless. I couldn't drift <laughs> it. But I could go around the track, and the car was actually easier to drive than it was in the game. It was it turned right. yeah, easier, just, and it all yeah. seemed to work. Um, and the guy said, "Oh, do you play a lot of of, of you know racing games and things like that?" Because I said, "Well, I do a lot of it on YouTube and stuff, and and I've, I've got a, a rig at home." Uh, and I couldn't believe how much difference it made. Yeah, to try yeah. and the real car. Yeah. Um, but so that's my hope. But and I think it just gives you that little bit extra. It gets your motor racing yes. pulse going again. Yeah. When you, when you start doing it, you know. Yeah, I'd love to drive a car on track 
in real life, you know, and see if any any of it does translate to uh, you know, the real world, what you learn in the sim, you know, and, and yeah, I'd be interested to see. I'd probably, the fear factor would probably slow me down more than anything, you know, because it's real, isn't it? You can hurt yourself. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know, the mortality side of things would, you know, uh, would, would slow me down. Thing. Yeah, because it's like, I think though, because you're fast on these games and you kind of know what to do, you'd probably find that you could handle the car really well. You're trying, you know, you're transforming mm. that to real life. But as yeah. you say, I think it's different if it's an open seater, because yeah. then it feels a bit more like, oh, I could come out of this, you know, or I could, yeah. it could be a big accident. But yeah. but if you're in a, if you're surrounded by safe to sell and big roll bars, yeah. roll cage, you know, yeah. it's not quite as tricky. No. Yeah. That. But uh, but no, it's it's. Uh, I'm sure you'd be phenomenal. I'm sure you'd be very fast. I'd love a go one day. I'd love a go just to try and just see what uh, see what it's all about. Really, just I sat in a. I was at Silverstone a couple of weeks ago and I sat in a, a I was invited down to have a look around a, a garage um, Redline racing. They had a Porsche GT3, the, the older one. And oh, yeah. They invited me down for a look around the garage. So I went down and I, I got in the, the Porsche GT3. I could hardly get in it. You know, if that, <laughs> if that set on fire, I'd be a goner. I would never get out. You know, the, the, actually the, the, the space to get in and out with the roll cage was so small. It was, you know, like, I don't know, it was probably just me being unfit and a little bit stiff. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when I was in it, it felt, it looks exactly the same as it did on iRacing, the dash and everything. Yeah. Everything was yeah. just like super, super familiar. But yeah. getting in and out of it, man, it was tough. It was tough. Well, that, that reminds me, and it's not too far away from you, there's a place called SimTrack. And we've had Adam, one of the guys who actually owns it and runs it on, on the show here before. It's down near Leeds. And he has a real Janetta G33 cup car. That he's wow. made into a simulator, and wow. he has James Kellett, who's a real racing driver in the in the G Janetta Cup, uh, and has, he actually beat Lando Norris, Norris when he was his wow. teammate uh, racing. But wow. you can go down there, and he can teach you. He puts James Kellett in the car with you, and you have to climb in. I I struggled. I thought, now I've got in, I'll never get out <laughs> um, because it's really roll caging, as you say, yeah. and the big seats and the whole the whole thing, uh, and it, you you sweat because it's so warm in the on, yeah. in the car. Uh, but it's a phenomenal um, session, and they do yeah, it for real racing yeah. drivers and for people wanting to improve their sim racing. Right, well. uh, but it's called SimTrack, uh, SimTrack. and it's at least well, look at that. Um, right, it's, and it's phenomenal. The, the guys are really, really nice, uh, fantastic mm. folk. Uh, but you get one-to-one -one tuition from real racing drivers alongside wow. you having a go. And honestly, it's one of the wow. best. I learned more than fifteen minutes doing that than I did probably on all the practices I'd done for years before. Wow. They're top guys. Yeah, um, right, SimTrack. Uh, I'll have a look at those. Yeah, yeah. It's not too far away either. Yeah, it's only a couple of hours from mm. where I am, so it won't be mm. too far from, from you. But uh, yeah. but no, it's really good. I think it's amazing how it's just, it's got a massive screen outside and the car's perfectly set up. Yeah. I think they've also got an Aston Martin uh, Cup car as well wow. in there as well. So you get that whole experience of being yeah. in a real car um, and with the whole big screen and all that yeah. stuff. And then they analyse your driving as well. Ah. Um, so it's um, you can get all, you know, you can learn a huge amount. Yeah, a lot of the definitely. guys that are in the Janetta Cup, they go there. And then they they do really well on the on the on the on the sim, and then they end up winning races in the in wow. the series after yeah. that because they can yeah. transfer it straight to that. Um, I was talking to the I went to Silverstone like I mentioned. I was it was the Virtual Reality Racing Club, and he has like three big simulators in the back of a truck, and he regularly works with real racing drivers to save on testing. You know, test the cost to test a car at a circuit. They'll go to him because he's got like motion rigs and. And they'll he'll put them in a car, whichever one that they're racing, and then it's so uh -huh. so 
similar now to the real world cars and trucks that you know they can just save a shed load of money by going and sitting a simulator yeah. for a day yeah 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 no it's incredible mm. what you can learn it's yeah. and, and just the experience as well it's mm. just amazing but no that's that's the thing but i realized that we've been going over an hour and 10 minutes and you probably want wow. to to get to your bed yeah. <laughs> have a, a quiet night <laughs> well it's been an absolute pleasure to no, have you on the show that's no, my pleasure it really has thank and, you uh, I normally say for the for the kind of last three things, if, if there's anything you would like to say to your community, here's your chance now to speak to them as they're probably watching. Well, thanks for, for tuning in. Give you uh, a follow, subscribe if you haven't already. Every every you know week he puts these shows on, great to watch. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. There'll be some more content coming from me soon, promise. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you watch Dave's incredible channel. I have to say, so relaxed. Uh, that chill out session you had was fantastic when you were just answering questions and yes, doing all that. Thing. I enjoy was... those. I enjoy those. Nice just to yeah. sit and chill and catch up. And because when you're racing, you can't really you miss things in chat, and I, I hate that. You know, I hate yeah. the thought of me missing somebody asking me something or saying something. It's like it's like I feel ignorant, you know, and I don't do it intentionally. So those chill out chats are just nice to catch up and. I can take my time and read through them all and have a, have a good yeah. catch-up. Yeah. Well, next week we've got Jerome uh, all the way from Canada, from Montreal, uh, and he is part of the – he's formed the E-Seniors uh, uh, racing team. Um, so he does – he's got a big uh, group on Facebook, um, and he does all over 50s uh, racers. Oh, wow. um, and uh, and he's really, really good. He contacted me um, on, on, my, on, my, uh, on my website and said, uh, I love the podcast. And uh, so we've arranged to have him on the show next week. So that'll be really good. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, and it should be fun. But it's been a phenomenal uh, pleasure, uh, Dave, to have you on, on, the on the show tonight. And also with your, the people on the chat watching as well, it's been great to have you. I know many of you have come over from Dave's channel tonight to ask questions and they've been really, really, really good. So stay on the line just now, Dave. But do you know our famous phrase for, for our show? I do indeed. Would you like to, would you like to say it for us? Yeah. Drive fast and try not to crash. Exactly. Excellent. Take care, everyone. And we will see you very soon. Bye just now.